Hello and welcome to the European Patients Podcast, representing the voice of patients in Europe. This podcast is brought to you by the European Patients Forum, the leading voice of patient organizations on the continent. My name is Flavia, and I am the Communications Manager for EPF and your host on today's pod. If you're a first-time listener, join our community and hit the subscribe button. Stay up to date with the most relevant and important stories, issues and events surrounding patient-centered healthcare in Europe. Today we'll be talking about a topic that might be even more common than expected because approximately 90% of people with familial hypercholesterolemia remain undiagnosed until it's too late. To help us learn more about the condition and about how we can save lives by just screening for it, we've invited Magdalena Dacord, CEO of our member FH Europe, to be our guest on the pod today. Hello Magdalena, Uh, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing all the great updates about everything and the hard work you do at FH Europe. Thank you so much for having me and for having FH Europe again. Uh, Such a pleasure to be here with you. Magdalena, I know you've been a guest on our pod before. I think it was during our first season. Please refresh our memories. What is FH? Absolutely. Some basic numbers, some basic stats to, to help everyone listening understand it. FH is a very common inherited condition. It affects one person in 300 uh, uh, approximately. Uh, it might be a little bit more um, common in some pockets of the world or a little bit less common, but overall it's one in 300. And because it's inherited, it means it affects families. So it's not one single person issue. It is inherited from your parents. It's probably running between the siblings, aunties and uncles. So it's extremely important that it's ex- quickly identified. Thanks for that. Uh, And speaking of statistics, doing research for today's pod, I came across a statistic that indicated that nine of 10 people who are born with FH uh, remain undiagnosed. In this context, what is the role of pediatric screening for FH? Thank you for, based on the prevalence, one in 300, uh, we estimate that there are about 34 million people living with FH over, over the whole, uh, around the whole world. Uh, in Europe, continental Europe itself, there is about two and a half million people living with the condition, 500 out of them, 500,000, I should say, of them are children. And so uh, we are recommending and we advocating for uh, implementing early screening and detection. And I think I, I would like to spend a little bit more time explaining to everyone what it really is, what it means and why is it so important. Um, 
I will start as far as COVID. So COVID pandemic tragedy uh, in the modern era of public health has actually unmasked uh, uh, the issues that we have uh, forgotten for, for whatever reason, which is cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular diseases are, ladies and gentlemen, number one reason for death today around the world. And so uh, people who were affected by COVID were the ones who were at a higher risk of post-COVID consequences. Uh, if they had a cardiovascular disease, um, uh, known as well as CVD. However, what is important to, to, to know that a lot of cardiovascular diseases can be easily prevented. Um, some of them are due to our current lifestyle, uh, things to do with our diet, exercise or lack of it, smoking and, and other related factors. Some of them, however, are genetic, just like familial hypercholesterolemia. It's a genetic condition. FH itself is a cardiovascular disease risk factor. What it means that if it is detected early and if it is managed, and I highlight the word managed versus treated, because that means taking medication and in combining it with lifestyle habits, we can then actually prevent cardiovascular disease from uh, developing. And so um, in a greater scheme of things, having people uh, born with a phage early detected can stop from the onset of the disease. And so the sooner we do it, the sooner we can give kids all the tools they need including first-line medication and education around the condition to live a normal, fulfilling life where they can literally follow their passions without ever facing uh, the consequences of a phage. And when I say cardiovascular disease specifically, um, I mean premature, very early in their life, heart attacks, some cases stroke, and even death. And I think I would like to take one step back uh, when I was talking about a phage. FH is a very common disease, a very common condition, so common that it also has a severe and rare form called HOFH. In short, um, in, in full, full name, homozygous familial hypercholesterolemia. And, and just to maybe shake up a little bit the people who might be listening, um, Ladies and gentlemen, a kid with HOFH means it's a child whose parents, both parents have a phage, who unfortunately inherited the same faulty gene and lives in If cardiovascular disease is today the reason for death number one, and uh, a lot of heart attacks can be prevented, one in 17 heart attacks are as a result of untreated, undiagnosed FH. If we reverse and start diagnosis early, uh, diagnosing early, we can identify those children and we can give them the tools to prevent heart attacks. But as I said, this is an inherited condition. So imagine that if we find those kids early and we know that they have FH, we can then find their parents, their siblings, even grandparents, uh, and save their lives. So in the context of public health policy, we can not only prevent uh, FH, but also save a lot of lives from cardiovascular disease. Um, I could obviously go on forever, but I don't want to bore anyone on the other end of the of this. Um... <laughs> no, I don't think it's boring. On the contrary, I find it fascinating how just changing one thing in the chain of the journey of the patient can have such a big impact on people's lives. And you can actually prevent severe form of disease and 
actually prevent deaths, unnecessary deaths. So that's that's amazing. But Flavia, let me let me build on one important thing you just said. You said in a patient's journey. So how about if I tell you that with a phage, if you screen people early and detect them, we should actually never be even talking about a patient about a because patient, yes. we move away from cardiovascular disease to cardiovascular health. We give those people early on all the tools all the means to live a happy life. We explain that smoking is not good for them, that the healthy diet is good for them. They actually start exercising. So there is a chain reaction and they will be just every, like an every normal kid, not a patient. And I think ultimately it's our uh, absolute goal and, and, and ambition. Starting off from uh, that goal, or well, I, I would rather say building up to that goal, I know September was an extremely busy month for you. You had a very busy September, early September. Could you please share with our listeners uh, details about the event you held in Prague? Absolutely, absolutely. So last year when we had this podcast, we were already leading to the high uh, technical meeting under the auspice, under the, the under the uh, e Slovenian EU presidency. And that particular meeting was a great success and helped us build uh, such a tremendous momentum that this year under the officially auspice of the Czech presidency, we were privileged and honored to host a meeting right in the heart of the Czech Senate and that was a very much political meeting addressing all unpacking all the barriers that might stop uh, implementation of early uh, FH screening and and again uh, what I realized talking to different people when 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 we said we 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 are advocating for FH pediatric screening, they misunderstood or they thought we were suggesting something pretty complex. Uh, um, so let me let me unpack that. When we say FH pediatric screening, we need universal blood test for high cholesterol. As simple as that, somewhere along the journey of a kid, taking the blood sample to check the cholesterol level and then following the, with, the, with the necessary steps. So the meeting itself was absolutely phenomenal. We have managed to gain fabulous support from the politicians. Um, I think it's not premature to say that the um, Czech presidency uh, with the deputy minister, uh, uh, Mr. Jakub Dvoracek, have uh, absolutely endorsed uh, uh, the meeting and, and were fabulous uh, in the Senate. The senator, uh, Dr. Kraus, who was hosting as, a, as an official host in, in the um, uh, Czech Senate, was also extremely uh, positive about the initiative and how that can change the, the health and lives of Czech citizens, but also the European citizens. So delighted and if I may I would love to take this opportunity and say thank you to every single speaker moderator and participant in the meeting also to all the organizations who have to date endorsed that event I can only invite everyone to watch the recordings remaining on the same um, high level uh, I also know that the European Commission recognized FH pediatric screening as a public health best practice which is, well, a huge breakthrough for your advocacy work and at the same time, I, I, I should say, an example for all of us. 
please tell me more about this. How is it to present it at the European market of best practices? Indeed, I think the whole the whole uh, journey for uh, FH pediatric screening started with the fact that the European Commission accepted our submission in um, January 2021 to the so-called best practices portal. And I, uh, over time, I realized that I was using this term, uh, appreciating the gravity of, of this recognition, but maybe sometimes people I was talking to about it were not necessarily hearing the same thing. So um, I would love to take this opportunity and anyone who might be out there in the advocacy space encourage you, please do check it out. Um, EU uh, Public Health Policy Best Practice Portal. It's a fairly complex and a lengthy process, but once you get through it, it's, it's, it's really important because that means that your program, your campaign, your uh, suggestions when it comes to tackling a public health issue can be then spilled over the European member countries and there's also potentially funding available to implement it. So definitely anyone out there who's who's struggling and trying to get their message out uh, for their specific uh, patient community, look it up. Um, so we managed to succeed. We were recognized and that's where our uh, efforts started with Slovenia and now with Czech Republic. And um, finally, right uh, after the um, Prag meeting, we had again the, the opportunity to present directly to the representatives of ministries of health of respective member states, FH pediatric screening, among other 14 uh, best practices, which now in the context of Healthier Together, the um, NCD uh, prevention program will be, uh, I'm trying to think about the word, will be considered for European funding. So so again, a, a huge step forward to, to making things possible and, and, and fundable, most importantly. Um, ultimately, we had uh, representatives from 13 countries coming and listening to our pitch. Uh, we are now impatiently... Fingers crossed for that. And we're also looking forward to hearing good news from you again. At the Thank you. <laughs> one, one more thing I wanted to ask you. So the Prague event, the Prague conference, uh, culminated in the Prague declaration. What does the endorsement, uh, the political endorsement of this declaration mean for FH? Um, what are your next projects? What's coming up next? Yeah, um, it's a political, it's a high level political uh, uh, document and a call to specific action. We, we hope that with the endorsement and the support of the presidency, the, the minister of uh, the, the deputy minister of health, uh, Mr. Baracek and uh, Senator Dr. Kraus, we will be able to bring the issues related to FH, uh, uh, low rate of diagnosis and the low hanging fruit when it comes to resolving a, a, an issue uh, to, to the attention of other ministries of health across the European Union, but also beyond. So we, we chaffed, we delighted, but this is really where the work begins. Now is the whole process of uh, rolling it out, dissemination, building the momentum, capitalizing on the momentum and bringing different stakeholders together, uh, the bottom-up and top-to-bottom approach uh, where we can really highlight both the, the importance 
the opportunities and the urgency to action. So honored, delighted, privileged, uh, still cannot believe it. But uh, yeah, we're rolling our sleeves up and, and we're going to make sure that the world hears about the Prague Declaration. I think that is a huge breakthrough for advocacy work in general and for certain uh, EPF will stand with you in uh, disseminating uh, your results. Magdalena, is there something else you want to share with our listeners as we prepare to close down this podcast? Well, first and foremost, Naya, thank you so much for, for having me once again. This is such a fantastic opportunity only only days before the FH Awareness Day on September 24th and before the uh, World Heart Day on September 29th. So thank you. My last message to anyone out there listening, I hope uh, this podcast serves as a bit of a inspiration for you and for your actions. So that's on the organizational level. On the personal level, if you have got a bit of a sort of a question about your head thinking, you know, I want to learn more about FH, what is this cholesterol thing? I do invite you to either check our website out under uh, www.fhurope.org join us and follow the hashtag FHAware and make sure you check your cholesterol levels and, you know, um, question your uh, doctors uh, to make sure that you are in a good health. So with that, I wish everyone uh, all the best. And if you have any questions. Thank you again, Magdalena, for joining us on the podcast today. Congratulations to FH Europe for the immense work they're doing. We are very excited to see it recognized at such a high level and we are looking forward to having you on a future episode of the pod to talk about the implementation of the FH pediatric screening. joining us today on another episode of the EU Patients Podcast. We are EPF, the leading voice of patient organizations in Europe, with nearly 80 members across the continent. You can stay up to date on all EPF news by following us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. I'll see you next time on the pod. Stay safe.